We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Naked friends. Hello. <laughs> I thought you were just going to start talking. I, I, well, you got to say something like, excuse me. No, I literally me, thought you naked were just going to jump right into what you were just saying. What I was just saying, I was ruminating upon the fact that when I say, when I want to fuck a woman, it sounds weird because in my head, when I hear the word fuck, I think of a of of an appendage going inside of a hole. Right, right. And and that's not inclusive. That's right. the patriarchy. I'm a Christian lady, so I don't think about these things. <laughs> um, welcome to Hot Drinks. Welcome, Auntie M. I I'm your host, Auntie M. <laughs> I'm your host, Jack Coffee. I'm Uncle Henry or Latter Day Twaint. Also our host. I am. I am a host as You're well. You're a host. Yeah. I don't want to imply that I'm the host. And you're like my co-host. Or no, something. because I had all the ideas in the beginning. You did. This all would not have happened if it weren't for you, because I would have just stayed in my bed. Um, well, we're back. We just recorded like two days ago. I know. Or was it yesterday? What day was it? I don't know. Oh no. It was two days ago. It was two days ago. You know what? And it's weird because like when America decided they were done with quarantine, mm-hmm. um, uh, I uh, we kind of. Uh, I've seen you like four times now. I know. We're all going <laughs> like, to Like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. In a week. We haven't boom, boom, boomed. Mm-mm. Like you implied by that sound, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that we have much new to report because we just recorded like two days ago. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> oh, did you hear that? Well, okay. I wasn't ready for this. Um, so forget it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Somebody... Uh, an Atlanta cop was arrested today for the murder of yes. what was the person? I cannot name? remember the guy's name, but it's the cop that shot the guy that fell asleep at Wendy's in the back. Jesus. And then Christ. said, I got him, and then stood on his shoulders while he was dead. That cop. He that, got arrested. That, that cop. He got charged with felony murder. So, okay. Thank you. Rayshard Brooks. Yes. It's thank important you. to know those names. Yes. Um, um, yeah, so that happened tomorrow this week. Tomorrow is Juneteenth. Yes. And. For those of you who don't know what Juneteenth is, um, you should Google it. It you should Google it. I mean, you can say, too, uh, uh, but yeah. I just think like if you don't know what that word is, then you should just take some time and do some learning about what Juneteenth is. Absolutely. So, two and a half years after slavery, slavery, slavery was abolished. Is that the right word? Um, the for two and a half years. From the time slavery was abolished, the slaves in Texas, I think it was the entire state of Texas, Mm -hmm. had no idea. And it was then when they were told that they were free that every, you know, all the slaves in the United States were freed. Right. Um, And um, that's what Juneteenth is about. And tomorrow there's like a big rally, right? Yeah, so there is in Salt Lake. A flag raising at eleven thirty. It's the Juneteenth flag. Um at one thirty, starting at Washington Square in Salt Lake, is 
the march on the east side of Washington Square. And then the march will end where the block party begins. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a block party. I think it goes till like 9. Oh, cool. Um, I will be at work. So I will not be attending so here's any the, of those activities. So here's the thing. And, you know, and when we talk about different ways to... Be anti-racist, to implement anti-racism mm-hmm. in our lives. If you have to work, you have to work. And you can't show up to every single protest and rally or Juneteenth block party, but that doesn't mean you. there's not other anti-racist yeah. things you can do. Um, and Like if, I know at my work we're doing quite a few things to oh, commemorate. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you are in not a great mental health place, like me, headspace, <laughs> like me, um, and you're not in the headspace to participate in a rally or a march or a protest or a block party, um, there it's important that you first take care of your mental health, right? First and foremost, all the time, all the time, all the time, right? Um, while we're talking about this, there is a website, um, created by this man named Eddie Moore Jr. It's eddiemoorejr.com. And on that website, there is a 21 day racial equity habit building challenge. Oh, cool. And it comes complete with a chart for tracking. And he has all these ideas and suggestions of one thing you can do each of those 21 days to practice anti-racism. Anti-racism. Not just saying, oh, I'm not a racist. Right, right. But to, but but to, to fucking educate yeah. yourself. Um, also, there's a book that I purchased that I'm going to read called The Warmth of Other Suns. And it's about the Great Migration oh, from, yeah. from the freed slaves from the South, which lasted like... Decades. How have I heard of that book? Who's the author? Um, I can tell you. It's right under my coffee table here. I've just heard people talking about it, so it's okay. You don't need to find it. It is Isabel Wilkerson. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So else? lots of things. Yeah. Oh, your birthday was yesterday. Yeah, it was. It's fine. We so don't we recorded the night it. before your birthday and the day after your birthday. Which, and you don't want to talk about it because you don't give a shit. I, I I just don't feel like ce- I don't feel very celebratory this year. Well, also, uh, you're not doing so great. Right. <laughs> right. In general. <laughs> but I used to love my birthday so much. It was like a week long celebration. Right. And then, like the last four years, I've been like, yeah, I don't really care. So just it, four years, is, it's been that way. I mean, I, something like that. Yeah. And how old are you? Forty-three. Oh, <laughs> she was like, make something up. I'm seventy-two, <laughs> um, and I look great. And tonight you went to dinner with Tisha and the kids. I did. It was lovely. I'm so we had glad. dinner at Tisha's house. Great. And drank wine. Tisha and gossiped. Which was your house before you split? Yes. But Tisha's like little back patio. It's, it's the just best. Delightful. I know it was because because you and I have spent many evenings on that back yes. patio. Yes. And part of what Tisha and I discussed was how lovely that back patio is. Uh-huh. She has a beautiful backyard. <clears throat> she, has, she still have that swinging bench that's mm-hmm. like nineteen seventy. It's looking starting to look real bad. <laughs> I said to her, "I'm like, I'm like this poor patio furniture because we probably bought that four or five years before we split, which uh-huh. was four or five years ago. So, so it's and it was vintage old. when we bought it. Right. So it's probably I don't know. It's probably fifty years Between old. Between the kids and the dog yeah. and the cats and yeah, but it's the gays. Um, 
the gays. <laughs> but it was, it's lovely. It's a lovely back patio. The lights are still up that I put up there. Are I the was like, blossoms? I was like, do these old lights still work? Uh, the trumpet blossoms aren't out yet. They bloom oh, later in this. The trumpet blossoms make me want to come. Yeah, they're all beautiful. All over yeah. that vintage yeah. bench. They, they blossom um, like later in the summer. Oh my God. And every year that I lived in that house, in the spring, I would be like, oh, I mean, maybe the trumpet blossom vine died. Like maybe oh. it's gone because they then, didn't blossom. And then like three weeks later, they're like yeah. busting out all over. Uh, they're late bloomers. Another thing is Saturday is summer solstice. Oh, yes. Isn't it? I think some. it's, it's coming soon. I'm coming soon. Are I'm coming, coming soon. <laughs> it's coming <laughs> soon. Um, I always forget if the equinox is the 21st or the solstice is the 21st and vice versa. I literally have no idea. Anyway, on the night of the 20th, I'm going to a solstice celebration. I think that's wonderful. And I'm going to do bad things. I, I support that. Someone asked me today, what bad things are you going to do? And I said, probably uh, something illegal, recreational type of thing right that you put in your body somehow and i'm okay. in, in a way okay <laughs> you're gonna um is everyone i bet everyone's totally thrown off yeah you're um, gonna um pay nine percent tithing instead of 10%. <laughs> and then probably uh strip down to my underwear and put on temple gloves yeah um i want to read go into your instagram i want to read something that you sent to me today that oh. i that i read that i read while i was in the car with another friend and i started laughing and i was like this is the rudest thing you were deeply offended that sister twain has ever oh, sent wow, me that's rude okay yeah. here you go so sister twain sent me a post an instagram post from psychology today mm-hmm. um that is entitled five signs it might be time for therapy <laughs> And and what she wrote on it when she sent it was check 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 coffee. She didn't write coffee, but so these are the five signs. You guys tell me if these sound if these sound anywhere in the ballpark of my life. Oh my god! Number one, uncontrollable sadness, anger, or hopelessness, or otherwise feeling not yourself. You, you know, I've had that the last three, three or four years. Um, using drugs, alcohol, food, or sex to cope, unfeeling, unable to control the behavior. <laughs> yeah. Check. Um, you've lost someone or something important to you, especially especially multiple losses in a short period. Check. Checkity, check, check. Something traumatic has happened to you. Check, checkity, check. Checkity, checkity, check, check. And you don't, you can't do the things you like to do because of painful emotions or experiences. So, yeah. Oh, my God. It's all the things. You're a prime candidate. So, according to Psychology Today, it might be time for me to seek therapy. I also also want to point out that Sister Twain brought chips for the snack (laughs) while we record the podcast. Cindy's going to hate this. Just some chips. Just some crunchy, crunchy chips. Cindy's going to hate it. Volvo's going to hate it. Lovey's probably going to hate it. Let's see. I want all of them to know that I'm reprimanding you for it <laughs> that you're holding space for their hatred yes i am okay anyway. so, okay, so we, our... the reason we're here tonight so shortly after when we recorded last is we have a special guest tell everyone we about our special do. guest and then we're gonna get her on because she's calling in remotely so our special guest is talking to us for part two of our series of the wonderful world, wonderful world, non-monogamy. Beautiful, beautiful. Non-monogamy. Um, we are just speaking with her. She is married, and we, I'm fairly certain we'll be speaking with him on a separate episode. Yes. That is what they requested. Yes. Um, two separate stories they wanted to tell. Yes, so. that all have, they each have their own journey that they want to tell, and I'm sure our first couple, um, the... Uh, what, what, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, right, thank you. Our I, first couple. I'm already so drunk. Oh, my God, that's perfect. Did you already 
I think of that? Did you not plan that? No. Oh my God. <laughs> they chose their names. Well, when I listened to it, I was like, oh, that's clever. Adam and Eve, the first couple. <laughs> uh, thought yeah. that was your plan. I also didn't get the singing bush joke from Three Amigos until I was like 31. I don't, I can't even remember Three Amigos. They're like, are you the singing bush? And this bush has been singing for five minutes. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh my God, I totally got it now. Anyway. Is the joke just that it's been singing and they didn't? And they're like, are you the singing? They don't know if they have the right bush. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's been a while. Okay. All right. Anyway, her name that she chooses to go by heretofore is Sasha Fierce. Right. And um, we're going to take a little break and then connect with her. And Get her on the blower, as they say. At that is what they say. Get her on the blower. The blower. Huh. Get on the blower. Huh. That's fierce. Blower, fierce. Now the so phone sad. is locked and we oh, no. can't stop recording. We've okay. Gotta take a break. <gasps> Sasha. Hello. Hello. It's recording right now, just so you know. OMG. There's no like ramp up or warm up. It just no. starts recording. Yeah. I'm ready. It's I am ready. Technology. Yeah. But we did do a little intro. We told everyone your name is Sasha Fierce and that you're here to talk about your life and your stories and your non-monogamy. Woohoo! All right. So um, we're just going to kind of let you lead the conversation a little bit. I, okay. I'm sure you listened to part one where we talked to Adam and Oh my Eve. gosh. They were so amazing. Yeah. We loved them. Oh yeah. I, oh my gosh. Like, thank you to Adam and Eve for laying the groundwork <laughs> <laughs> and a great, how firm a foundation, how great a foundation they laid Right. Yeah. for an amazing introduction to the world of ethical non-monogamy. Isn't yeah. it great? It's lovely. So, <sighs> all right. Yes. So like I asked with them, where, you know, so you're former Mormon. Yes, ma'am. So where in your former Mormonness did non-monogamy come up for you? That like that first conversation that, I mean, even the first thought for you. Can I rewind it back and just like take you through a quick journey of Mormon deconstruction. Please do. And give us an idea of what your Mormon upbringing was like. We love a quick journey through Mormon deconstruction. (laughs) Yay. It's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So my, my journey be, oh, okay. Um, Grew up uh, parents, you know, married in the temple and raised in it my whole life. I dedicated my life to it. Um, Was just your perfect little young woman, seminary graduate. Um, was this in Utah? Yes. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. I was, um, so I'm from the South originally. My family is from the South. Okay. Uh, we currently live in the South. Uh, we live in Texas. I figure Texas is a big enough place that you can just say Texas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, but so it's interesting because my mom, she always kind of bucked the system a little bit and she was always a little bit of a feminist, uh, but I was just absolutely seeped within the culture. And anyway, um, <clears throat> met my husband um, in... Does he have a code name yet? Or are you just going to call he him Gary? Okay. Peter Priestcraft. Peter Priestcraft. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yes. So you met Peter. 
Uh, yes. Uh huh. Yep. I met him when I at the ripe old age of nearly eighteen. Oh, and an old maid. <laughs> in yeah, in southern Utah. Yes. <laughs> um. So anyway, and yeah, he was twenty four when we got married. I was nineteen. Got married in the temple. Yada, yada. Just was great all along. Pumped out two kids, served in all the callings, read all the things. We were just, you know, he was an RM. He's great. He checked all the boxes, all the, you know, young women's beehive boxes that, you know, you make. And... Right. The lists of what you oh, want yeah. in your husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's been amazing. And I'm so grateful because we really, as Ben Platt says, your favorite sister twaint, we have really... Um, grown as we've gone yeah and sister twain is so offended right now (laughs) she has the meanest look on her face but i know exactly what song you're you're talking about grown as we've gone yes bust it out okay but i uh, have often cried while listening to it just kidding i mean maybe not i mean i had a full breakdown when my friend played it for me because i feel like it defined a relationship because if you would have looked at 19 year old me Uh, you know walking in the temple that day and told me hey this is what your life is going to be when you're in your mid-30s I would have been like ah fuck you except I would not have said fuck you Um (laughs) isn't it funny that a 19 year old doesn't fully have a grasp on all of the details and intricacies of what they want their life to be oh we're and maybe isn't ready to take covenants <laughs> with alleged eternal consequences attached to them mm. oh, sorry daddy yeah gotta love him okay so so there's my upbringing anyway okay so what happens is um i am pregnant with my second child and i am a very much um want to experience life to the fullest yolo type girl And at the time I was, you know, very believing. And I was like, if I want to get to the end of my life and I want to know what this earthly experience is like, and I want to have a natural childbirth. Um, And that was kind of a beginning of a journey for me to like reclaiming my body and my autonomy Uh and my choices. How old were you at this point? This, you said this is your second child. Uh I was 26. Okay. Yeah. And so then like a year and a half later, I, along with like the YOLO theme, I go and visit my bestie back East. And this was like my first trip post baby. Like I'm ready to have some fun. And I had never drank at this point. And I was like, Hey sis, YOLO, I'm ready. Let's do this. And she was like, bitch, get in the car. We're going to the liquor store. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Were you questioning your testimony at this point or you were just, no, this no, was... I just wanted to experience life. I was okay. like, I just want to know what this is like. Okay. This is, this is something in life to be explored. Did, did Peter Priestcraft know that this was your intention on this trip or was this still like secret from him or how did that work? He is like the fucking coolest. Like he is the fucking best. And, and you know, he knows that we're, we're both kind of curious beings and he even said, and this is kind of a theme and this kind of also happened with like ethical non-monogamy is he was like, Hey babe, you want to go on that trip? You want to have fun? Go for it. No judgment on my end. Yeah. And so he was amazing <clears throat> in that way. And then, so then I came home and, and we were like, Hey, well, let's do this together. And we started doing it together and having a, a fuck ton of fun. This <laughs> meaning the drinking. Yes. Okay. Yes. What and was your what was your go to alcohol at the beginning? Vodka. Okay. Okay. And how would you drink it? Um. <laughs> Straight up. 
like Moscow Mules. Like okay. he's he's very much a foodie, so he was like straight up on the cocktail game, like immediate. Right. <laughs> okay, but okay, okay. I have to ask because I guarantee you, somewhere out there, um, there are believing Mormons listening. Ooh, and fun. they're thinking there's no way they had a testimony if they thought it was okay to do this. Hmm. How would you how would you respond to that if someone said that to you? Oh, yeah, we were just like, you know what? Everybody does something, whether it be <laughs> your 120 at 128 ounce diet coke breakfast lunch and dinner right or you're hooked on pills or literally anything and so we were like you know what we'd have rather have a glass of wine that's like pressed from grapes than like you know any other substance it was right. just kind of our substance of choice we justified it in that way we were like you know what got it everybody's on something so. yeah. which shows that your thinking was already much more evolved than most Mormons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, yeah, we were kind of, yeah, yeah, we were, we're kind of free thinkers to begin with. And Recipe we were shoved into, yeah. shoved into boxes. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. So you start trying drinking together. Mm-hmm. We have a great ass time. And still going um, to church. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding callings, all that, all that good stuff. Okay. So I'll get into why my name is Sasha Fierce. So I feel like you need to connect with your inner Beyonce and like really find your sexuality because a part of like my deconstruction, like I said, is taking back my autonomy, taking back my body, taking back my sexuality, what belongs to me, you know, instead of it belonging to Heavenly Father and belonging to my future husband and belonging to, you know, every other male and then me last right god damn it yeah and so anyway so what happened was it was 2013 2014 beginning of in like february which is like the worst fucking time of year we lived in salt lake city at this point and we're watching the grammys because we're big music people and the opening number is beyonce and it's drunken love and i don't know if you know that song but there's this beginning part and it kind of sounds like a siren call and it's something in that song like hit me and I totally had a Glennon Doyle moment and I was like, isn't life supposed to be more beautiful than this? <laughs> it's like, a, that's a theme. That's a theme for a lot of people this year. Legit. Like, yeah. And from there, like we both, Peter and I just both started talking about it and just like, how do we really feel about Uh-huh all these things so it was beyonce who led you out of the church it was she is a prophet i love she, that yes it's amazing i love that yes she's been instrumental in the journey in a lot of ways oh that's so, great yeah yeah so so by that point you know 2018 or so so we moved so we moved to texas and a lot of family is here and surprise, surprise, boundary shift. And they're in our ward. Oh, good, 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 good. Yay! Jesus. So at and... this point, like, was there, was it kind of a cold turkey thing for you guys? Like, did you have this conversation? Then you're like, let's just not go anymore. No, total was slow it, fade. It, okay. So it was sort of like, you're talking about it. You're maybe going a little bit less. You're leaving early. We're like, we're like, we hate this. We hate that. But 
but we like the yeah, 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 yeah. you know, like for a long time. And, and plus, you know, you grow up essentially programmed to please your family and we did not want to disrupt anything and they were in our ward and we had to like keep it up you know yeah Yeah. even though we were like partying saturday night and then going to church on sunday sounds so awful sounds like a nightmare (laughs) wow we made it (laughs) so hey let's take i want to take a little quick break and then um when we come back we want to hear about the official exodus, the the discussion of non-monogamy, kind of like yes. where that came up from. Yes. So, yes, so yes, yes. hang tight and then we will be right back. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Sasha. Did I ever tell you about the guy that... Hi. Hi, welcome back. Hello. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. Hi. we have some weird feedback. Can you hear us okay? Yes, I sure can. Is it okay? Do you think it's okay? Can no, you it's... hear this? Stop. She's eating chips. The nachos, I swear. No, just just two big giant bags of chips that she like brought out to the recording table. Okay, there was a little weird feedback when we started, but I think it's gone I think away. We're good now. Okay, okay. cool. So, what up? The <laughs> So you went to Texas. The, the be- no, You're in the ward. No, oh. Stop. No. Oh, go ahead. So the Beyoncé thing happened. <laughs> Wait, where do we leave off? They were in Texas and they were in the ward, so they had to keep keeping up appearances. Yeah, and then we eventually got fed up. Yeah. Okay. And then... <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, he's, like, making gestures at me. <laughs> Listen, he has his own episode, so he can... He, he can, can step Tell off. his own story later. He can je te Um. So, had you discussed yet at this point when you're sort of, like, half in, half out, had you discussed non-monogamy? Was that... And was not that necess- no yeah, like not necessarily yeah. because okay. like sister vulva says we kept on deconstructing yeah oh does sister vulva say that i swear she said that at the end of that of one episode and she was like listen if i have any advice keep on deconstructing yes. there you go. That, does yes. sound like her. that sounds like her okay and that's basically what we did so okay so what does that mean what were you you were just so, you were like kind of picking the sweater apart a little bit yeah like we you know when you go through like an identity shift like leaving the church and you do it together you talk a lot of shit out yeah and so we're like what what do we believe how do we feel what do we want for our lives if like glennon says if this is our one wild beautiful life right how do, how do we want to express and live yeah. our day to day and what are our priorities and, um, you know, Peter is a really super duper open-minded guy. He always has been, he's like helped me in my growth tremendously. Um, so he kind of will, he's always throwing ideas out here and there and, you know, so there's never been anything that's like been too taboo to discuss between us, which is uh-huh. likely why we, we both left together, like at the same time, right. and, you know, one of us wasn't before the other. Right. Um, but anyway, I heard this podcast um, with Dax Shepard and Esther Perel. Oh, yeah, I listened to it, too. Was it the it's Monica and so Jess Love Boys episode, or was it just, was she on by herself? She was on by herself, okay. and, and she basically talked about um, eroticism. Uh, she talked about, um, like, monogamy and its construct and kind of where it came from. And yes. 
Um, she talked about um, how infidelity is universally forbidden yet universally practiced and is the problem with the person or is it with the system? Right. <laughs> this and is so, like Sister Twain's uh, like I, she has I'm this wet dream. Tat- tattooed across her titties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Queen. Yes. I'm speaking your language. And um, and so we, we're just really, you know, open-minded and we're like, huh, okay, let's think about this. Let's think about how we feel about this. And, and what did the church teach us about our bodies and our sexuality and our eroticism? And I also read this book um, that just has, was instrumental in me rediscovering my sexuality and it's called Come As You Are and it's by Emily Nagowski. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, it's uh, a fan favorite. Yeah. It's yeah. a fan favorite here at Hot Drinks. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yes. I've never read it, but Sister Twain's a fan <laughs> um she talks about you know how like you're born with this fertile soil and it's basically like your sexuality and all these things get planted in your garden and it's basically beliefs about yourself and your body and your sexuality and your eroticism and she you know challenges you to go through and um pick out the weeds and plant what you want and so and then it just it just uncovered more and more and more from there. We watched the Netflix Explained episode on monogamy, and we were like, "This is this is ev- this is everything we are against." Like, uh, yeah, white patriarchy, male control, capitalism, property owning. What the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. Oh my god, my nipples are so hard. Yes. <laughs> don't you don't you think too that in. I, I have a lot of Mormon friends who I've talked or post-Mormon friends I've talked to with this about, but like there is no eroticism in Mormon sexuality. Like there, may be, there may be an in individual marriages, like people may have kind of found that themselves, mm-hmm. but like there, there's never this idea that sex should be like kind of dirty and sweaty and, and animalistic, like animalistic and, and passionate and whatever. Like it's supposed to be this sort of clean chased act it just feels so yeah it just feels so disconnected with what the act actually is and actually should be but like no of course no one ever talks about that in Mm -hmm. mormonism and so yeah some couples probably come to that on their own and find their own kind of passionate animalistic sexuality but some couples like you know put their peepee through the hole in the garments and and lay you know and lay there and like procreate you know and it just is it just seems awful like what's the point so what's the point so okay you are you are deconstructing everything Mm. you're looking at everything once you realize you're fed up with the church you read come as you are Mm -hmm. and then where are we at as far as monogamy or non-monogamy at that point well, like, like you said, you know, I loved what you said, Brother Coffee. Oh, by the way, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. We did talk about that in the intro. Okay, good. And it was a weird, it was a weird birthday. So He's we'll miserable. I'm in, a, I'm in a weird You know, place. it's and 20 fucking died, 20. So, yeah. Okay. God damn. Yeah. It's been a year, um, so but thank you. She, and I'm yeah. wearing I'm wearing my Casey Musgraves "Happy and Sad" at the same time. Oh yeah, she, you sent me a picture of you. that. I love that. Don't you love that song? I, I, we, my friend and I survived a tornado going to that concert. Oh my god, it's like one of <laughs> we my literally great did. life regret regrets is not because I feel like when that tour started. Sorry that we're just on a little oh, Casey Musgraves. No, yeah, no, I'm but all I feel about like the Casey when Musgraves. that tour first started and when she wasn't she wasn't quite as big yet. 
Mm-hmm. And they're probably like she never came here to Utah, but there probably would have been venues that would have been close enough that I could have gone to, you know. And then as the tour got bigger and then she won the Grammy and then, you know, she just became this big like force of nature. Then it got to the point where because then I started looking like, oh, well, maybe I'll catch her in Vegas. But at that, that point, it was like tickets were like five hundred dollars. each. <laughs> it was just insane. And so I just was like, oh, there's just no way like there's no way that I can make this happen. Well, I and survived a tornado. Yeah. <laughs> to witness it so I feel it's a great regret so anyway struggle yeah (laughs) okay Okay. so anyway like you said you know exploring this eroticism deeper like you guys kind of talked about well one thing I love about Esther Perel is she talks about like let's explore eroticism and like you know this this kind of gets into the trippy part of like in your mind Mm -hmm. you know think about how like the church mind fucked you with never allowing you to think any thoughts yeah Right, like turn it off. Like, yeah, exactly. Indiv- yeah. Individual independent thought. <laughs> yeah, not welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, it's just really, just really her, the way the way in which she speaks about it really just clicked for us. And then, and then I go. Yes, Brant is giving me notes. He's like, "Get there, Peter." <laughs> this is the part I'm getting to. I go to this remote country in the world, okay? And Brunei or <laughs> You don't have to say the name of the country. It's or was fine. it was it like a, a you mean like a country in your mind or There's like a country with no internet. Okay. And oh, it's okay. really remote, okay? okay. Kansas. And I'm at this rooftop bar with this mentor of mine in my field of work, okay? okay? okay. And I know that he's post-Mormon and he has been kind of also a spiritual leader in like helping me in my profession. He had, he connected me with two of my very best friends in my life. Um, so I'm there with him on a, in a work environment. And I know that he's, he has since left the church since I last saw him. And I was like, Hey, I know about this ex-Mormon tat you got. I, we need to talk friend. So we start talking. We're having a great time. We are in this remote country having a mojito together. There's all these other people, whatever, but we are in a conversation. And he's like, hey, <laughs> this is going to blow your guys' minds. He goes like, hey, um, you ever heard the podcast Hot Drinks? Wait. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. What? I'll get there. Okay. And I'm like, of fucking course I have because I'm a loyal follower of our Lord and Savior, C. Jane. And right. I love her feminist shit. Her feminist shit shed light on the feminist shit I did not want to tolerate within the church. Also a prophetess. Thank you. Yeah. Sister Twain Spiritual has just leader. started masturbating in the corner. <laughs> She's just pants her around her ankles. She's rubbing one out. So, okay. So I'm like, a fucking course I've heard of hot drinks. And he's like, oh, well, um, my wife just went on this episode. And when we can reconnect to internet, you really need to listen to it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, you can't just leave that carrot dangling. Tell me about it. And it was Sister Carrie. Yes. Oh! I, as soon as you said, as soon as you said my wife, I was like, oh, I know who we're talking oh! about. What was oh, her name? Carrie her. what? Uh, bless her. It was, it was, it was the church stole my orgasm. Yes. (gasps) And he talked all about that from his perspective. So Uh I 
didn't get to hear hers. Well, oh, and I heard and everything from him, and it we, was fucking amazing. We still want to have him as a guest, and we were talking about having him as a guest, and then the pandemic happened, and yeah. so we kind of so we need to reconnect with him and get that reset up because we for mm. sure want to have him on. It's going to be so good because he is such a dynamic speaker. He's amazing. Awesome. Um. So anyway, hearing it from his perspective was literally echoed everything. Peter kind of had talked to me about an open marriage of like, oh, it's so exciting. Holy cow. Like it turns me on. I like our, our relationship has gotten better. Everything has expanded. Like why limit your love? Blah, blah, blah. And so then I came home and I listened to that episode and it just made so much sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so your sojourn into ethical non-monogamy is pretty new fairly yes yeah okay yes okay. yes and so okay so then <clears throat> so then oh so where do i even <laughs> go from here um, did we take a little break and you can yes. kind of collect okay so let's take a break so you went on the trip you met a fellow gentle listener <laughs> you talked about non-monogamy you came home you listened to the episode your mind is blown and then when we come back you we can hear about what that looks like, what the practical applications of that looks like in your life. Yes. Okay, let's take a little break and then we'll dig into that. Okay, bye. (laughs) Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Sasha. Yes. Question. Yes. Before you tell us about how non-monogamy came to be between you and Peter Priestcraft, mm-hmm. I want to ask, how was your sex life before you know, non-monogamy? Um, I always felt great. Like, I always was satisfied, happy, fulfilled, um, you know, uh, I will say that I read Come As You Are and I I discovered ways in which my upbringing and growing up in the church really fucked my sexuality and I would right. and I swallowed it down and I didn't look at it I ignored so to it. speak hey I, yo, swallow that down <laughs> plugged my ears and said la 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 this is fine uh-huh and so I definitely went through a journey of like unearthing after I read that book um, ways in which it, it helped reshape my sexuality, mm-hmm. um, that I feel has expanded and gone deeper and broader. But it wasn't bad <sighs> before. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. No, I was happy. Great. Okay. Yeah. So you came back from this trip where you met fellow gentle listener and mm-hmm. you listened to the episode and then what? Well, even before that, I had another work trip and my husband was like, hey, any, if anything happens, you got some green lights. <gasps> like, you know, I was I actually was going to Vegas and he basically was like, well, happens <clears throat> in Vegas stays in Vegas. And I was like, um, the people I'm going with, that is not a possibility. <sighs> but he basically like gave his blessing for like, okay, sarah, sarah, whatever, whatever maybe we'll do, be. Yeah. And it actually, um, I ended up, uh, this is kind of a side story. Um, I have a relationship, uh, or, or uh, I've, I've gone to my same massage therapist for a very long time. Okay. And so I know him quite well. <laughs> and after my husband had said that, 
um, he ended up giving me a happy ending <laughs> at an appointment. It was oh, crazy oh my god! Did you tell him to? No. Oh. No, we vibe so deeply that like he knows what I want just based on feel. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it was one of the most like erotic, amazing experiences of my life. It was like one of the first times that, you know, I, um, what was, what is the saying in the temple? Like sexual relations between husband and wife. Like that was the first time it was like actually outside husband and wife. Between wife and massage therapist. (laughs) And I went into the bathroom afterward and texted Peter and was like, OMG, I need to speak to you immediate. And he called me and I was like, wait till I get in the car. And I told him what happened. And it was like, so he was so excited and like, so amazed and like, he was so turned on. <laughs> wow. Nice. Nice. So that's just kind of like a little side story. Right. Um, so then I I, we're that. like, okay, like we're opening this up. Like, okay. Like how though? And we explored a lot of different options and talked to a lot of different people and really like did our research and dived down deep into how we feel, what feels authentic to us as individuals uh-huh. And collectively together as a marriage. Right. Like, what do, you know, what are we thinking? And it was so amazing and awesome to hear Adam and Eve's story um, because it is, it just goes to show, like they said, how wide this road is. Yeah. Like our experience is very different from theirs, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome and amazing. Um, so anyway, so we just kind of got in touch with like ourselves and like there's this song called Messages from Her by Sabrina Claudio. And she talks about like, if part of me is lost and I'm not sure how to really find my way, like she talks about how she goes back to her younger self uh-huh. and what felt the most real and authentic and good back then. And so I kind of connected with that. I said, okay, if I'm going to go back to my younger self and what I missed out on, what how are we going to, you know, open this door? And, um, I'm a creative individual and I like expressing myself through art. And, um, so anyway, I decided I was like, one thing I really missed out on is like online flirting and posting naughty pics. Uh (laughs) So, um, so I, I throw up, uh, wait for it. Sister Twaint, a titty drop. A titty drop? Yes. What's a titty drop? Didn't you talk about a titty drop or a dick drop? We, we rarely remember what's, what we talk about on these episodes because we drink too I much. I don't know the vernacular of titty drop. What is that On mean? Reddit. When you like show your titties. Oh, oh okay. No. On one of those Reddit. Okay. Okay. Was it one of those like those subreddits that's like rate my titties? Because <laughs> there are like it's rate titty my titties. drop. Oh, it's titty the subreddit drop. is Titty Drop. Yes. Oh. yes. Yes, yes, So I'm like, let's explore this like online flirtation if it comes my way and whatever. This is something I've literally never done. I got married in 2005 before the internet was even mainstream. Right. And you were a child also when you got married. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, I, you know, guys slide into my dms and i have some entertaining conversations well one in particular like really stands out just the way and how he talks to me and whatever whatever and he is we basically have like 
developed a relationship since then. Uh-huh. Um, he, yeah. um, I, I kind of posted, I started posting like out of boredom at like the beginning of coronavirus. Right. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, still very, very recent. He's a, he's a total dreamboat. He, um, and like Esther Perel says, like exploring that, that depth and that love and that eroticism, um, it's really blown my mind in in the ways in which we've been able to explore that. So, um, I'll tell you a little bit about him. He, he, uh, I don't want to give away too much because I really respect his privacy, but he, absolutely. He uh, is from the Mediterranean region of the world. <laughs> okay. Nice, and nice. he's dark and handsome and ju- he works in the mental health field. So like having a conversation with him is like un- unlike anything else. Right. He's just fucking amazing. So, um, so have you met this person or is this just, this is an online relationship? Or? Um, yeah. So, uh, mainly, I mean, online because it's like, it's fucking coronavirus. Like right, if coronavirus has taught us anything. It's like how to connect via our phone, how to have phone sex, how to yeah. Like, yeah. Send, connect with people and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we like FaceTimed and, and, um, anyway, I, actually like booked a trip to go see him in europe this summer oh wonderful Fuck, yes awesome. oh my god <laughs> that's great and he sounds like totally too good to be true like i put him through all the catfish tests and right. like really checked his integrity good um, so he's not gonna murder you that we know uh, of <laughs> yes i mean fingers crossed so you're not gonna show up and it's just a giant talking rabbit or anything if like you- that <laughs> If he murders you, this podcast will be put into evidence. Oh, shit. People will have to read transcripts of this podcast <laughs> in a court of law. Don't. Like a, like a, par- like a paralegal. He's not going to murder me. Is going to have to read <laughs> the transcript of this podcast. Okay. That's bless gonna be her. Bless Stephanie and her pencil skirt. Yeah. It's going to be awkward. <laughs> ah! So you're going next year? No, I'm going this at the end of the summer. Oh, shit hot but like i cannot even believe like the connection in which we've established like i feel like i've known him my entire life it's the fucking craziest thing it's so romantic it's erotic it's amazing he has the most delicious accent um and it just like goes to show that like what we kind of gate got into this for was like we were like hey we have a fuck ton of love to give to a Uh lot of different people and why are we laser beam focusing on each other when we can be a floodlight right. to who, whoever authentically crosses our path? And I was not like looking for like a love, but one landed in my lap right. and it was fucking wild. Right. So I guarantee you there are people listening who have only ever been monogamous and they're thinking, well, how the fuck does that work? And you don't get divorced. Right. I, I know the answer to that. But like, what is your answer to that for those people who are like, how the fuck does that work? How does your how does your husband do that? How do you do that? How do you stay married? Because we because you have to take a look at why you make the choices that you make. Uh-huh. Why are we monogamous? Mm-hmm. What does this go back to? Is does this make sense? Like yeah. we have to look at it from like a human perspective and you have to make a conscious decision. Like there's no jealousy or you know anything between us. Like he we are genuinely excited for each other. 
Um, compersion, we call that. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's the word. Compersion. <laughs> and so how does this, let's, let's take this, excuse me, specific relationship that you have with the Mediterranean guy. Mm-hmm. How does it affect your relationship with oh, Peter Priestcraft? I love this question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It just, it just deepens it Amazing. Like, in so many ways. Like, just new levels of appreciation, new levels of eroticism, new levels of sexiness, new levels of love, new levels of commitment. Oh, my God. We Brother, uh, let me ask something, Brother Coffee. Yes, I'm here. Do, is this something that you can wrap your head around? Or is no, it, not at no, all. Okay. <laughs> really? Well, no. I mean, I don't judge it at all. I just like I can't wrap my head around like I can't loving either. and caring for a single person, let alone <laughs> multiple it's people. Wild. So yeah. Okay. So I just had to know where your head's been. No, like I think it's great, and I think. I wish for every person in the world, like whatever, like float your boat to like get your boat floated. But, but yeah, for me, I'm just like I can't, like I can't even imagine having a conversation with someone that I was attracted to without like having a panic attack. So like the idea of like you know dating and 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 being in a relationship and then dating someone else. So um, I wanted to it's ask. Wild. So what what I think is super interesting about this is because and you kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but like. When Sister Twain asked Adam and Eve if they were polyamorous, they kind of were like, well, polyamory kind of implies like falling in love with multiple people. And for them, Mm -hmm. from what I understood from the interview, that like theirs very much is is about sex and play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're not in relationships with other people. I mean, maybe have friendships or connections with other people, but it's more Mm -hmm. about like having a great time with someone and it's very physical and they seem to, I believe they only played together. Like they would, you know, they would bring in guest stars, you know, whereas like with, with you and Peter, it seems like, you know, it's polyamorous. It's polyamory. Right. Like there's an, uh, there's an option to sort of like fall in love with someone or date someone or have a boyfriend or have a girlfriend or whatever. Is that correct? correct? Okay. And have you guys, have you guys discussed that and like, what are the boundaries of that? Or are you kind of, figuring it out as you go along or where like what does that conversation look like well a big reason why we got into this was because we like I said we both feel like we have a lot of love to give yeah. um, and we had a lot of conversations with people who had opened their marriage who are similar to Adam and Eve who want to explore this really raw sexual side and we just really <clears throat> discussed that we were like yeah like that doesn't that's not really what we're looking for. Like we just really want to, we want to remove barriers of how, of connection. If we feel a genuine connection with someone, like we know and trust that we give each other the green light to explore that. Yeah. And we're not going to hold each other back because I'll tell you this, the love that Peter has to give. And I hope that like you guys have seen it a little bit in like your interactions with him is so fucking phenomenal and beautiful that like if he could make someone else feel for five minutes the way in which he makes me feel uh-huh. who the fuck am i to stop him from that right. oh my god right fuck That's lovely. that is fucking great <laughs> jesus legit and so so uh. green lights to explore connections and authentic just flow it's it we we view our love like a never-ending well it's not like okay this person gets a cup and this person gets half a cup 
it's it's just this never-ending flow like there's no drought of the love that we have like to give within our hearts and we feel it's a really just flow yeah so I I love that analogy that you just gave that never-ending flow versus this person gets this finite amount etc etc uh I think that that is really like a great way to explain how you guys are approaching this yeah correct and interesting to, for me that like, I mean, obviously there's a sexual component to, about this, but that mm-hmm. it's not, that was maybe not the goal necessarily was to like have sex with more people. It, the goal really was to have connections with more people that maybe were sexual or maybe weren't, <laughs> but that, you know, sex is a great byproduct of that, but it's really about meeting and connecting with new people. Am I understanding that correct? Yeah. And we need to reframe intimacy in our society. Like intimacy is so much broader than just fucking like, like, I'll tell you this, like, this is just something very small is that Peter, you know, he, he made French toast for a friend of ours the other day, like how fucking sexy and and (laughs) intimate is him going and making French toast. Right. Like, I love it. I love it. Like eroticism and intimacy is, is so much broader than fucking and i think all of us would say that like we have had sex with people where there was no intimacy and like no connection oh yeah you know where it's just like bodies hitting other bodies, bodies. you know bodies. that just doesn't bodies. sound bodies. fun <laughs> yeah but like if that's what you want that like sure. you said, if that flows yeah nothing boat, wrong with that but, I, but yeah like the fact yeah. that we have sort of intrinsically tied intimacy to sex and to mm-hmm. penetration is a little it's weird so, and esther talks about that it's so much deeper and whereas, you know, in the, in the Mormon frame of mind, making French toast would be inappropriate. Oh, the appearance of evil, blah, blah, right. blah. <laughs> Which is, so you know, weird. yeah. Okay. Um, let's take another break. And then I have some questions. Um, yes, ma'am. And also, if there's anything else that you haven't shared that you really wanted to be part okay. of your story, we'll, we'll get to that as well after the break. Wonderful. Awesome. See you in a minute. Oh. Hello. Hello. Okay. There's some weird music that plays while Anchor's waiting for you to connect, and Sister Twain likes to turn it into like a like I... she's adding like some yeah some oh, back beats and some yeah. yes. That's um, what we do while we're jamming, so, waiting for you to connect. So Sasha, yes. If this so this is all pretty fairly new because I think we interviewed Sister Carrie, um, at the turn of the year, the year mm-hmm. your yeah. turn. Um, and been on a rapid path. Right. Uh, yeah. And so, um, have you had to deal with any obstacles yet? Like logistics or I get to go out tonight or jealousy or wait, 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 like we didn't talk about this. Let's back up and talk about this before we do this kind of thing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, definitely, like, it. I feel like it's something that's definitely rooted in the present. And so as much as we want to, like, draw, I mean, obviously, we have, like, you know, just some baseline boundaries. But then we also are open to flowing within the moment. And sometimes, you know, like Adam and Eve said, you might need a little more TLC that day or night. And, you know, you just, it like, it mainly is that you just are honest with your feelings, at all times and it forces you to be in touch with your feelings and communicate your feelings at all times because you might be feeling a little you know 
hormonal or envious or, you know, whatever today and your partner respects where you are um, and listens. But do you realize how rare that is? You know, in long-term relationships. Yeah. People tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, am I right, Brother Coffee? completely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's what's so interesting about this because like much, you know, kind of you said this and Adam and Eve said this, the (laughs) way that you sort of, the way that you kind of work through jealousy is by being honest about where you're Mm -hmm. at and saying like, like you said, Hey, I'm feeling kind of lonely right now, or Hey, I'm feeling kind of disconnected. So we need to spend some time together and having a partner who hears that and who's, and who is willing, who doesn't become defensive and say, what do you mean you're feeling lonely? Like we just spent all day together or, you know, whatever, like a partner who's willing to say like, Oh, okay. You, um, yeah, great. I can do that for you. And I think it's so interesting because I think so many, um, long-term relationships, I imagine get to a point where you're just sort of living in the same house and you're sitting on the same sofa to watch TV at the end of the night, but there's not really communication about like, I need this tonight, or I don't need that tonight, or, you know, kind of being honest about where you're at and what you need. And so I think that's sort of a, like a lovely byproduct of this is that you're forced to, like you said, you're forced to be in touch with your own feelings and you're forced to be vocal about what those feelings are. God damn and we've always we've always been in touch with each other as it is like even even in our believing days we always enjoyed our evenings together we enjoyed putting our kids to bed early and just you know and touching base in that way so this this flowed very naturally for us as we as we are as it is yeah um and you know and like there was even like and it, 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 it happens like you know it, it it'd be naive to say that it doesn't there was an instance where I went to, I went in the, in the car for privacy because COVID there's children and people everywhere. And I went to have a conversation with, um, with uh, my Mediterranean friend and, and uh, Peter was making lunch and, and he felt a little betrayed. Like here I am making this lunch and you, you know, left to have a conversation and, and I didn't mean to hurt him at all, but he expressed that he felt hurt in that moment. And I came home and wrapped my arms around him and kissed his neck. And like, we like turned what was off on the stove and went straight to fucking because um, I wanted him to know my love and devotion and that I, I never want to hurt him or make him feel left behind or like he is my fucking man. Yeah. Well, so right. I mean, I, I, love, you flow with it. I love that Peter priestcraft <laughs> felt safe enough to say that to you because I genuinely think that most spouses would just like choke it back and just, Mm. and then it would fester and we don't operate that way. Oh my God. And that's brilliant. That is brilliant. I just, I just know that I have so many monogamous friends listening who are probably like my marriage does operate in that way where we don't say how we feel and things fester for fucking years so how in the world can i have a conversation about non-monogamy right well this is the thing you have to really like like it took a lot of groundwork and emotional work for us to get to know ourselves enough to be able to to arrive at this launch pad so you have me- to really get to, you have to really know yourself and all your shadows. And I'll sprinkle in that like some shroom trips helped along the way God of bless. getting to know yourself 
and getting to know your shadows and all your dark sides and your fears. And so it forces you to be really real with yourself. You have to be real with yourself in order to embark on this. So other other than mushroom trips, which I I fully condone. um, Yes. (laughs) uh, What what else do you think can you attribute to you and... And, yes. and Brother Priestcraft having such great communication. Um, well, I think like it's not just base. It's not just communication. Communication flows when you when you know what you want to say and you have to. Oh, wow. That's good. Say that again. Communication flows when what? communication can only flow well when you know what you want to say and you have to be in touch with your feelings and with yourself and who you are inside in order for effective communication and connection and progression to be made. And so with that, I will say, listen to spiritual leaders who you connect with. Uh-huh. I love that. Yes. You know, Russell M. Nelson wants to sit there and act like he is the connection to God. He, there are other prophets on this <laughs> earth, such as Glennon Doyle, such as Emily Nagowski, such as Oprah, such as Brene Brown, such as, you They're know. also much less creepy than Russell M. Nelson, too. <laughs> like, for sure, of all those names you just listed, he is the creepiest. <laughs> like, if I was making a movie and I had to cast a creepy villain, yeah. they would look like him. Yeah. Mr. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do the Mormons not see that? Or do they? And so you get to know yourself when you, when you listen to those spiritual leaders and you connect with what resonates with your soul, you say, yes, this feels good. And you say, no, this doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that's what led me out of the church. I was like, this does not feel good. Like my inner moral compass cannot stand for this racism, this misogyny, this sexism, this, all of it, like homophobia. I can't. (laughs) it yeah it doesn't feel no. good and you have to get in touch yes that's what's so, so. bonkers about that <clears throat> stuff is i think like you know i kind of had that conversation with myself as i was leaving the church where like if i belong to like a club that was like oh actually we don't let women be leaders in this club i'd be like well fuck this club i'm not being a member anymore you know like or if i was part of a you know, an institution or organization that like actively worked against the rights of gay people, I would be like, well, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But somehow like when it was the church, I mm. like made, I made excuses for them and I justified like why that made sense. And and there finally came a point where I was just like, why am I supporting something that like in no other, in no other part of mm-hmm. my life do I take the advice of old white men? Like I, I disdain <laughs> the advice of cis, cis straight white men. So why, why do I think that these cis straight white men have the things to tell me that are going to make me better? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy that we make those exceptions when it's for a church. Because we're programmed to apologize for all the shit. Yeah, that's true. And pretty effectively most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. What have you not shared yet that you were hoping to share, whether it's a thought, uh, an ideal or, or a specific experience we we want to open up the floor for that right now. Oh my goodness! I literally feel like I covered most of it. Oh good. Because <laughs> um, we always I, have our five questions. We just want to make sure that you, you know, that we don't cut you off before you feel like you've told your whole story. I feel like I told it. Like I'm just I like I said. Like I I'm just amazed at where I'm at. I'm insanely grateful. I can't believe the ways in which like love has expanded for me and like cosmically things, things coming together in my life. Like how, 
how wild that I'm in this remote country in this professional setting and I talk about your podcast. Like, right. what the fuck? Oh like, my it's God. cosmic. We think and that's I, pretty wild, we too. We think that's wild. And like, and, and, and this, this, this amazing person just absolutely fell into my lap. Like, you know, I've, I've told friend, a few close friends about him and they were basically like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we've been dating for three years and you post one picture on Reddit and this amazing dreamboat of a Mediterranean man who is like fucking amazing lands in your lap. And I'm like, oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> I think that is a testament to, kind of to what you said earlier about that's communication. You, you need to know what it is you're wanting to say. And similarly, when you were going after a thing outside your marriage, you kind of knew what it was you were looking for. And I think when you're clear on what that is, it comes to I think the rest of us just date, date, date because we don't know what the fuck we want. Right. Mm. Or don't date as my MO. Oh. Because I don't know what I want. Oh, really? That's my MO. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, we love your story and, and we just, love you guys. I am going to be thinking for days about what you said about the infinite flow of love. Uh, and Beyonce is is a testament of that because she has a lyric and she says, let love be the water I pour into you. You pour into me. There is no drought here. We bloom into our actual power. Oh, that's that's fucking beautiful. She's been, she's like been instrumental in my spiritual journey and expansion. And like, I, yeah. So I love that back in like, (laughs) back in like, Mm, maybe twenty thirteen or fourteen. Twenty thirteen. One of it was the it was the year of the Grammys. You might know this, Sasha, because you're such a uh, music music fi- musical file. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, it was the Grammys where Madonna was there, and all these gay couples got married. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, was, yeah. And so I know one of those couples. Paul McCartney was at the Grammys that night. And so was Ringo Starr, but of course Beyonce was as well. And so when it goes to commercial break after um, all these couples got married on live TV, um, my daughter, Emma says, all of those couples are going to be able to say that Beyonce was at their wedding. And I was like, (laughs) not, and I was like, you mean, they won't say oh my god Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr were at my wedding and both she and my gay ex-husband Gary were like no 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 twain Beyonce Beyonce (laughs) no one cares about okay that is absolutely wild that you bring up Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr because my uh Mediterranean friend is like fucking obsessed with the Beatles oh Oh, yeah me too so am I (laughs) So he would he would say that he would say that they were his wife. Yes, he would he would put everyone he would put Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr over Beyonce. But since sure. all those couples were gay, they all said Beyonce first. <laughs> that was the most important part for them. Mm-hmm. That's Fair what the enough. gay said. Okay, do you want to do the five questions? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Okay, so if your topic was a cocktail, what is it called and what is in it? Oh my goodness! It is the Queen Bee Martini. Oh, oh yay! And what's in it? So it's one one and a half ounce sweet tea vodka because we oh, gotta yummy. represent Texas. Yeah, yeah. we love a sweet tea. 
And it's one and a half ounce lemonade vodka because we got to represent lemonade with Beyonce. Yes. And then to balance out the flavors, just put an ounce of sake in there and shake it up. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Shake it over ice and a martini glass. There you go. Slice a lemon. You got the queen bee martini. Sounds good. Amazing. Okay. Okay. It's like a a dirty Arnold Palmer, but reclaimed for females. I like it. I like it. Wait. (laughs) Which golden girl are you? Oh, <laughs> did we write this down? We talked about this. Do you not know the golden girls? Are you too young? <laughs> I am. It's the end of the night and I'm tipsy by now. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's okay. What was it? <laughs> so we're just giggling at this point. It's okay. We can move on. <laughs> so if you. Okay. Dorothy, a- Dorothy in the streets and a Blanche in the sheets. Oh, oh there we go. There we go. Um, because you... I'm very like shy, Virgo, put together, type A, prim and proper, like don't take no shit from nobody, but then also fun. A little freaky. Well, who are you in the kitchen? Which one are you in the kitchen? Sophia. I, I eat, whichever one gets fed because Peter feeds me well. <laughs> that would be. Um, for a reason. That'd be gross. Um, <laughs> so, okay. If you had talked about a different topic, like what, what could you talk about? <clears throat> as an expert other than non-monogamy oh my goodness um astrology really yes and you know what sister twain and i are both capricorn moons and aquarius risings so we get really? each other. oh my god i'm a cancer moon and a leo rising and FYI. a gemini sun and a gemini sun <gasps> yep yeah I love it. It's my, it was my birthday yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and then my other topic that I would talk about is like literally just like getting to know yourself and okay. deconstructing the shit. Cause that's like when you can do that, like life fucking opens up for you and the universe like fucking makes shit come together. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Next question. <clears throat> what is one thing you want to ask us, either as a duo or separate? <clears throat> I like. I w- can I come hang out with you when I come up to your yes. next? Yes. Bitch, if you don't, we'll block you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to have it. We need to have a hot drink together. Let's we'll do, do it. it. Let's do it. Okay, yes. So what is one thing that you know to be true now? You know, this is kind of silly. Okay, I'll start with a serious answer and then I'll and then I'll move to the kind of silly but serious answer. The the first answer is that I one thing I know to be true is that I am enough. Oh, and okay. all the answers that I need are already within me. I don't need to seek them out elsewhere. I don't need to always be striving and qualifying and all the other covenant path bullshit. Yeah. Like I'm enough and all the answers that I need for my life to guide me on my journey day by day are already within me. Preach. And secondly, You know, I always would laugh in my little monogamous brain, my little like between husband and wife brain would always laugh when I'd watch The Bachelor and he'd be like, but I'm in love with two people. And I'd be like, bull fucking shit. (laughs) But now that I know to be true that you can you can really, really love more than one person. I've done that. To be fair, I think The Bachelor is just horny. I don't think he's actually in love with two people. To be fair, but <laughs> that is fair. not the point. But, I, but I'm saying, but I believe you're, <laughs> I, I believe what you're saying is true. That is not the point he's trying to make. The Bachelor just wants to dip his wick in as many. Well, he did in the fantasy suite. I don't watch that show, but I, but I <laughs> theoretically know what goes on. But it's with possible. The it's possible yes. to like deeply love and be connected to mo- more than one person. And it doesn't detract from 
from anybody. Like it only adds, it's that well that, that all that flows. Love it. Love yeah. it. Well, Sasha, thank you so much. This thank has been so guys. enlightening. I'm so excited Love to you. talk to Peter at some point when we figure all that out. Yes. Work out the details. You're Sister gonna... Point's gone into Love a coma. Him. Are you okay? <laughs> I've had two tequila drinks. It's not I tequila. I love you. Oh, it's not? No, it's not tequila. It was tequila. It was Patron. No, it's, but it's a it's Patron Citronage, which is like a lemon liqueur. It's not actually No, you guys didn't me. tell us what you were drinking tonight. We had two drinks made of Patron Citronage, which is like a lemon, li a lime liqueur. It was, so It was delicious. Do you it was delicious. French? No, I don't. You guys, you guys have been like speaking the French lately. Me. Sister Twain does. She I actually do. speaks it. I'm from Louisiana, so. So, anyway, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, to all the other gentle listeners, um, this is a fun little bonus episode for you. We're trying to get our lives back on track and our recording back on track. Yeah, bonus so. for the week, but a very much planned in our series of yes. non-monogamous yes. couples. So, yeah. We will talk to Peter Priestcraft, and we have at least two, maybe three more couples who, who are interested. interested. Yeah, so we'll see what we can make. Yay! All the non-monogamy. So follow us on Instagram at Hot Drinks. You can email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app, which someone did yesterday, and he just said, hey, and that was the end of the voicemail. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he accidentally left us a voicemail. I mean, it's Mercury retrograde. Who knows so what's that's, happening? That's so he just said, part. hey. That's part so, of but if, so if you want to leave a voicemail that just says, hey, you can, or if you want to leave an actual voicemail, you can do that in the Anchor app. So thank you so much, Sasha. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love, Love you, too. too. Thanks, gentle listeners. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good night in Texas. <laughs>